I was stalling because I thought Shane was adding trades to the show. I'm sheet, adding a couple. I, dude, no, it's me. It. I don't. You know, I don't need you to wait for me to do. It. I'm not yeah, even going to pay attention to most of the show. Uh, most of it, all of it. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of the Nicey Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FF Blitz. And I'm here with a room full of awesome, fun people. And uh, I guess let's start with my partners, Jeremy Brown. Yep, he's Mike Sipes. I'm Jeremy Broen at Dynasty Madman. He's Shane Manila. <laughs> Shane is the best. I mean, worst. Yeah, and Shane, I guess you're going to just th- do his name because he's busy trying to last no, no, minute no. add things to the show sheet, right? No, no, no. What I was going to do is um, this has been a particularly uh, strong week with some new patrons joining. So I just wanted to say hello to Tim, uh, who else? Sam, uh, David. Uh, Joshua just joined a little bit ago. Um, a lot. Uh, welcome. Uh, welcome. I believe welcome. Yeah, Anthony, um, just a bunch of new guys in the last two weeks. And I love it because new, new blood in the patron chats. And it's like, you get to talk about the things that you, I don't know. It's like you get to re rehash or go over like the, uh, your, your fundamentals. You get to work on your fundamentals. There you go. When the, when the, when the rookies come into the chat, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, we're like, well honed, like we're ready for their questions. Like, Oh no, 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 this is what you want to do. So come become a patron. Um, and I'll like you more. <laughs> and it's funny when I do editing of the show, I cut out a lot of the ums and stuff, but you actually did an um in between each one of those guys' names. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave, I'll <laughs> leave all those them. ums in there. But yeah, Every no, person. welcome. That That's really awesome. We got a bunch of new guys in there today. Uh, people, I guess, uh, this week. And, and no, no, all, these, these were all dudes. They were if all there dudes. If there was any okay. females, I would have, it's not like I was purposely leaving any females out. Like, I wasn't like, oh, a new female patron. Huh? We'll just skip her. You guys are killing me <laughs> yeah, right I now. Never do that. Game, you guys, I but, swear to God. But wait, <laughs> speaking of females, <laughs> we have the Diva of Devi here with us. How's it going, one. y'all? It's been a, it's been a, quite a minute since the last time I was on, but I'm excited long. to be here. It's Shane, been a while. you're whispering too quietly. What'd you say? I said, it's been too long since we've had uh, Catherine on. <laughs> I wasn't sure if he was whispering or talking to himself. I had to like wait to see if he'd repeat it. Well, like I, whispering. Uh, Shane did. He was whispering too Shane. long, too long. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then Shane we, really missed you. The, j- there's somebody else here, but wait, John, were you just having a conversation with somebody? No, no. Uh, I'm uh, I'm watching uh, SmackDown. <laughs> oh, you got your TV up. There. <laughs> you got the nice. TV going. Yeah, it, I, like I set it up for the draft, and now it's just it's here. I got something to oh something to watch while you guys do your intro, and uh, and then yeah, I'm I'm ready though. I'm ready. I, I I'll find as many ways as I can to tell you how much I think this rookie class sucks. I look. I trashed this class to no end before the draft. <laughs> and I found areas of the draft that I specifically love. I love anywhere from 101 to about 106. Um, okay. Or um, when people continue Steve. to draft Kenny, or not just Kenny Pickett, but if they put Kenny Pickett in the first and Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter, I learned to love the draft even more. Um, yeah. <laughs> because those are dudes uh, I'm not touching with a radioact- radioactive uh Tin pole. Tin pole? Is that a thing? I, uh, I've never heard of a tin ten foot pole. pole. Ten foot pole. <laughs> ten foot pole. I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot radioactive pole. <laughs> uh, 
Um, uh, wh- one thing I, d- I one thing I do want to say really quick, Jeremy, did you hit record for the backup and the video and all that stuff? Well, normally it says it on the screen. It's recording and it's not saying that. Because he most certainly did yes, not. Yes, I, I just, oh. I just, yeah, can't you see it says live up there? <laughs> so now it does. I, listen, I wasn't, I, I texted you and maybe you didn't see the text. So that's I why I I turned off Smackdown. <laughs> Or something that wasn't even really happening. No, it's no, not. No, 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 It's the backup and also video. If we decide to use video and stuff like that, you know, we'll we'll do it. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I mostly save it so I can quote Shane and save it in a special folder so I can pull the things out later and be like, you said this. You said what? Uh, listen, I want to say this. It, we kind of follow along with what John, John, what you said when you came in the room today. <laughs> what, what, what was it exactly you said about us? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so. Uh, a lot of people might not remember this, but somewhere, you know, about five years ago or whatever, somewhere around episode <laughs> five-ish right. of yeah. Trades HQ, yeah. I got to be Sipes for a week. Mm. And uh, two weeks, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, weeks, yeah. yeah. And, and so I saw how the sausage is made. And... <laughs> uh, like yeah. it, it made sense at the time. We're five episodes in. Shane shows up. Oh, there's a show sheet. Five years later, though, how many episodes? Two, several hundred episodes later. Same thing. Oh, I yeah, yeah I didn't is know there was a show sheet. Yeah, yeah. This is episode twenty-six. So, like, I I don't. I, uh, this is just me. Like from an outsider's perspective, I take a lot of comfort in the fact that. Trades HQ is just, it, it's never going to change. Like, you guys are going to be a bunch of, like, 90-year-olds still. I hope. Shane just still rolling in, like, wait, do we have a show sheet? <laughs> you guys still joining us? To just like post. we did oh, in the first 99,000 episodes, yes. Literally no shot that I'm living till 90. Hey, trade uh, alert. Oh, trade alert. A trade alert. Okay. No, uh, so this is, this is an <laughs> offer, and I'm about 1,000% that I'm going to turn this down because my, my team is ass cheeks in this league. <laughs> Um, I, I was, and this guy's playing on my Eagle strings, heart strings, but, uh, he's offering me, uh, AJ Brown, um, for my 2023 first and a 2023 second. Obviously it's a super flex league. Cause that's all I play in super flex, dude. Yes. <laughs> uh, Katie, what do you think you should do? I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't know that I was going to chime in. You said AJ Brown and what? Nothing. Just AJ Brown, and I got to give up a 2023 first, you know, the most coveted second. first round draft pick that's ever existed, and a 2023 second. Um, and all I get is AJ Brown back. And, and for context, my team is ass. Yeah, I heard you say that your team was ass, and that doesn't surprise me. Um, so I, I would say no. As much as I love AJ Brown, the early part of that 23, especially if it's super flex, which you said, you don't play anything but super flex. So I would hold on to that, those picks for that ass team. <laughs> so look, we, we, we kind of jumped all over the place, which like John said, that's what happens. But we were originally planning on doing a draft tonight. We had a handful of people going to do it, but then some things changed. And that's kind of why John was saying things are, are we didn't have a show sheet till about 10 minutes ago. Um, but <laughs> one of the things that we thought we would talk about is this class 
compared to what next year is. You know, uh, shit, you okay. just said no. You just said that. <laughs> you, that <laughs> why is twenty twenty three first round picks gold? Why it, it, this draft is so bad? So I just wanted to know what John and what Katie thought of whether this draft is as bad as you've been telling everybody for weeks and weeks I and weeks. Literally came on the air. John said, "I hate this class," and I said, "I love it more now." But go ahead. Well, but everybody's already heard what you thought. Okay, fine, whatever. I, I want to hear now. what it's th- like. It's <laughs> like when your wife has an ugly child, right? You're like, ah, oh, shit. Like, I have to love this thing, right? Because it's mine. Maybe. And after the paternity test you comes hope. back and you're like, no, 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 it's definitely mine. So I have to love it. And that's kind of how I feel about this draft class. <laughs> I was wondering why you said when your wife has a kid and then you turned it around with the paternity test. But uh... Sounds like you're speaking from experience. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just throwing out random analogies. That's all. <laughs> I don't know where to go with this. So, uh, John, why did you think it was so bad as compared to what Shane says? It's not as bad. <laughs> well, so the the you know the the real two positions uh, that can really define a draft class: uh, quarterback and running back. That's it's kind of your one chance to get in on those guys when they're you know reasonably priced. And those are the two positions that can really kind of turn things around for you. Like you, you have opportunities across the wide, the wide receiver position is just so deep. There are a lot of different ways to fix that position, uh, targeting vets, but you know, running back quarterback, you, you know, it, it, it costs so much more to trade for a veteran player at those positions. Um, especially once they've already broken out. So, the easy way to do it, the cheap way to do it is in the, the rookie draft. And we just, we've got one quarterback who's maybe going to start for his NFL team. I mean, he'll probably get a shot at some point, but is he, is Kenny Pickett necessarily better than Mitchell Trubisky? So it really just kind of depends on the Pittsburgh Steelers philosophy, uh, whether or not Kenny Pickett becomes a, you know, a, a usable player or not. We've got one running back. Brees Hall's great. Uh, went to uh, a great landing spot. Kenneth Walker is, I mean, he's he's okay relative to the rest of this class. And then that's kind of it. Like that, we've got we've got really one and a half players, kind of who who are you know transformative for for dynasty rosters essentially. And and it just that's. Uh, like we just, we, we, I don't even like. We can't have that, you know. Like that's just that's just not cool. Like we we lost these quarterbacks too, you know. We lost. We were supposed to have Malik Willis was supposed to be a super flex starter, and now it's a backup. Luckily, some people are still drafting him in the first. Yep. Oh my god! Yep. Uh, wait. Oh, so you're you were slamming that? You weren't you weren't saying you still do it then? Well, could we, look at your face. Because you said, oh, this class isn't as bad. I was trying to go to Katie, and you had to throw in about Malik Willis. So I was going back to you. Because you mentioned something about Malik Willis. I was just mentioning. I didn't mention Malik Willis. No, someone did. So it was a voice I heard. <laughs> Malik Willis is still going in first rounds of some drafts for uh, uh, unknown reasons. But, um, yes, we can let Katie Katie. <laughs> Katie as the diva of Debbie. And, you know, you've watched these kids come to this draft class is this the worst rookie draft class we've had in a long time like everybody says yes it really is and i i told people last year when chad and i did a mock draft on under the helmet 
I was like, sell your 22 picks now before people catch on. This is going to be a bad draft class. And it got worse when a couple of people stayed in school, which that always happens. And I know that there's a lot of depth at wide receiver. That's great. Uh, Jeremy, what were you doing in April of 1997? <laughs> You're muted, yeah, Jeremy. You can unmute yourself. <laughs> what was I doing? Yes. I have what? no idea. I was in college. I don't know what I was doing. You were in college. Michael, Michael, what were you doing April of 1997? Uh, well, when I was. Kids were born? Yeah, I was 11 years out of college. I was 10 years married. I'm, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> and, uh, I was doing oh. photography and um, real estate. Why? Boring. All right, Shane, what were you doing in April of 1997? Uh, I, I believe I was actually still in college. Yeah. All right. And John, what were you doing in April 1977? 77? Yeah, was... 1997. <laughs> oh, wait, 77. Okay. 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 Was that like, was a time warp. <laughs> April, yeah. You know what's funny? April 97. April 97. I was gestating in a, in a womb. Were you really? You know, exactly. Yeah. I was four months old. Or, no, wait, that's not how math works. I was like negative seven months. However, that works. Anyway, go ahead, John. <laughs> yeah, in, se- in 77, I wasn't even conceptualized no, 1997. yet. 97, I was in high school. All right. So, <laughs> 1997 was the last time that we had one quarterback taken in the first round. Wow. But not only that, we didn't have any taken in the second round. All this hype about Malik Willis and this and that and Matt Corral and Sam Howell and everybody, it turned into caca really quickly. And people haven't adjusted. And that's the reason why you still see guys, even Kenny Pickett, should not be a first-round rookie pick. I don't care if it's super flex, triple flex, whatever (laughs) flex. Keep your flex at your, I mean, trade. Keep your flex out of this. Just Yeah, exactly. Get the flex um, out of here. But people are still taking Matt Corral and Malik Willis, just a couple picks behind Kenny Pickett. And they haven't adjusted to the Sam Howell or even Carson Strong. It's ridiculous. Um, I've never seen anything. I, I was equating this to the 2013 class before the draft. And now... We're going back to 1997. It's ridiculous. Jeez, that's crazy. You know, what's funny is for once, dynasty owners can take a lesson from the NFL. The NFL looked at this quarterback class this year and went, no, no, no. <laughs> like, goes. it's not worth it. Like, we usually <laughs> yeah. push it up. Like, we don't even have a Daniel Jones to turn to in this draft. We're not going to do it to ourselves. We've punched ourselves in the dick enough. We're going to stop. <laughs> and it's not like there isn't any quarterback needy teams. Quarterback right. needy teams passed and passed and passed. Yes. And passed. Yes. And passed. And then passed and passed yeah. and passed some more. Except for the Steelers. And then <laughs> they, they right. couldn't resist. And, and, right. And, and, take, but Pickett yeah. was their guy from the beginning, which, again, that's questionable. A lot of people are already anointing these guys. I did a, a quick Twitter poll. Who would you rather have, Kyle Trask or Matt Corral? Kyle Trask or Kenny Pickett. No, I didn't. I didn't use Kenny Pickett. I used all the third right. round and later uh, right. Sam Howell, and it was always the new guy. Kyle Trask had a draft grade the same as all these guys, <laughs> and he went in round two, early round two. Yeah, and he's behind an old fart. The other guys at least have somebody young. A reclamation project, yes, Mitchell Trubisky and some of these other guys. But do you really think that Marcus Mariota, who was the 102 in his class, 
and has already played pro is just going to give up the job like two weeks after the camp starts. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah, yeah. no, it's just not going to happen. I love that you talk yeah. about Kyle Trask, though, because I have him in every one of my taxi squads. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Kyle, Kyle Trask is, like Katie said, he's got better draft capital than these guys. He's got better draft capital, but similar draft grade. If you yeah. go look on an NFL and their draft grade, it says all these guys are going to be a clipboard holder. Yep. Maybe a starter in two to three years. Maybe. Yeah, I don't think Corral's uh, path path to success is a real long walk to, uh, you know, high five um, the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers and take his job because you know that's not a that's that's definitely a position that he should be able to take. But they, yeah, they were drafted to places that um, they might not be able to beat the starters out. Still, still drafted like Ritter as a starter. I mean, honestly, for that team. But how long is he? How long is he going to be a starter before they replace him with someone else? Not that he's going to beat out the quarterback that's there, but he still drafted as if he could be the yeah, starter. These guys are no, drafted I, like I disagree with People that. Don't I don't think they were the drafted backups. to be the starter. Well, not I in the round were... that they were drafted in a course. Well, I mean, they, were, they weren't drafted in the first or second round, but still – they they still hope that he can be, but that dude nah, doesn't have any accuracy. They don't even. I, I was surprised that. that they went. Shane, shut up a second. I was surprised <laughs> that they went in that order. Now I stopped talking. Now you can speak. What, what does it matter? They all went after the first round. They're, They're all dead. Talk over time. They're all done. They're all They're done. Placeholders. They're placeholders <laughs> exactly. for next year's class. And they're clipboard holders for their team. Uh, you can't convince yeah, not, me otherwise. Not when they're drafted. There isn't one. Right not even Kenny Pickett. I'm sorry, but I'm out. Like if if I get him two oh four or later, I would consider that. But anything before that, heck no. You know, let me ask you something, Katie. You've been on the show for years. A lot of times, you always say the cream always rises to the top, regardless of where they're drafted, what team they added, whatever. If this team is this draft class is so bad, is there anybody in this draft class that you think will rise to the top? No matter what their situation is, when they were drafted, what round they were drafted, is there any hope for anybody? I mean, yeah, because sure. you used to I like mean, Matt Corral, Katie. You used to, you, you, quarterback you, wise. Yeah, you, no. you really liked him. No, quarterback wise, I, I don't think any of these guys are going to end up as a starter for any length of time. Kenny Pickett might just because he was drafted in round one, but 20th overall is not, it's not that great. Well, if you but, piggyback on what John said, quarterback and running back are the positions. So do you think exactly. any of the running backs? Exactly. So I do like Brees Hall. I do like Kenneth Walker. And there's some good depth. There's some good one injury away type running backs, some good profiles. And yes, I like some of the wide receivers. There's several of the first round wide receivers that I like and even some intriguing other guys. But am I going to push Kristen Watson up just because he landed in freaking Green Bay? Heck no. The dude has freaking bricks for hands. And, uh, you know, he may have all the athleticism in the world, but if you fight the ball and you're a wide receiver, that's, that's, you either have it or you don't. And so that'll be an interesting marriage to see how Aaron Rodgers treats him and, and the whole situation. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Wide receivers, though, are a dime a dozen. Unless they become an alpha, they're really not that interesting in fantasy. And I do think there's some guys that could be. I like. I think 
Drake London, Traylon Burks, George Pickens, they all have a chance to be the wide receiver one at some point and some sooner than others. Shane, what changed? Why, why did you say at the beginning of the show that you like it a little bit better now than before? No, I just I just like the, the wide receivers where I'm getting them. Like, I, I'm fine with drafting Sky Moore and Jahan Dotson at 109, 110. Like, that, I, I like when those guys are still on the board. When Chris Olave is, like, at 107 or something like that. And I don't like Chris Olave, but I'm like, at 107, I'll trade up and get him. Um, but, yeah, the quarterbacks are trash cans. There's two good running backs. I mean, there's a couple of running backs that are getting pushed up into the first. And I, I, I already know I was um, guilty of drafting James Cook in the first round in <laughs> one league. But again, it's in comparison. It's like, well, I could go James Cook or I could go Christian Watson here. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go Cook. You know what I mean? Like relative, it's not a good class. No, but yeah, there's spots I like, you know, I mean? look, I, what do I keep saying? If I have multiple picks in the first round and I'm getting all the wide receivers, um, I feel better about this draft when I'm walking out with like Garrett, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave or Sky Moore and um, Traylon Burks. Then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, I, don't, I don't mind this class that much. That's that's kind of the key too. you have to get as many of them as you can. Just like historically, we know that, you know, probably you know, two, maybe three of these guys are going to break out to like an elite level. Um, probably another, you know, one or two will break out to be like consistent wide receiver two type of guys. And, and that's the problem. Like I, I, I love Garrett Wilson. I, I, he was my wide receiver one going in. He ends up in a great spot. Uh, like I, I, he, he, he's the guy that I'll, that I'll, you know, run to po- run to the podium for, but like, I can't really, I, I have no way of telling you that he's for sure going to be one of those, you know, two or three guys who, who breaks out to an elite level. Uh, I like, I can't tell you confidently that he's going to do it and Sky Moore won't or Chris Olave won't Jamison Williams won't, you know, I like, I have no way of saying that. And, and that's the pitfall for people is that you somehow have to navigate the fact that there's so many of these guys with the potential to break out, but we know that like half of them are going to bust. We just have no way of figuring out which ones is going to be. What I find funny too is like the one that uh, a lot of people <coughs> were hyping is the one he ended up on. I don't even remember what wide receiver for <laughs> Jameson Williams couldn't beat out. Yeah, mind you, he played. He played, he had snaps. He just couldn't get any uh, targets when he was on the field with uh, with Garrett Wilson and uh, Chris Olave. Um, and he could end up being the best of the bunch for all I know. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, Alvin Kamara couldn't beat out Jalen Hurd at Tennessee yeah, yeah, either. Yeah. So, I mean, again, production is one thing. Um, it's going to be interesting. There's so many boom-bust wide receivers, even at the top. There's no clear 101. Oh, no, yeah. They all have, I, I keep saying this, they all have fatal flaws, right? They, this is, they all have at least that one thing where in most years you'd be like, dude, I'm knocking you down like pretty far. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Traylon Burke, or not Burke, excuse me, um, Drake London, who I've drafted it, you know, the one, and I, I've conceded is probably the 101 or 102 wide receiver. A lot of years I'd be like, this dude can't get away from anyone. Like, I'm pretty sure I could cover him. Now, you know, I, don't, I don't think I could tackle him. I don't think I can tackle him. I don't want to put that out there because that's not true. Okay. But I could cover him. Um, but yeah, and he he's 
probably the consensus 101 uh, wide receiver in this class. So when you say you could cover him, you mean you could follow him downfield and be in front of mm-hmm. him when the ball gets thrown? No, 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 no. I got, I, I, I yeah. See, he's <laughs> lots bigger than me, so I don't know how I'd play him exactly. Exactly. I'll I keep don't him in front of me, though. Him. I would definitely keep him in front of me. I'd probably play press. Uh, I'm I think you I need look. to use the "Hey, your shoes untied" technique. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, look, I'm, I don't I'm see. Philly. I'll hit him with a chair. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, then we go back to John watching SmackDown while we're doing the show. You know, um, uh, but Jeremy, you were talking earlier about one of the things you thought about this class was because the amount of people that were eligible for this class and everything. What were you talking about when you were saying that? That's why you thought this class was the way I it was. I just said that on top of everything else, you know, there were a lot of you know, draft eligible players because of COVID, you know, that took the extra year of eligibility. So it was just a a real um, watered down class, a lot more, you know, defensive players available. Good. You know, it was top heavy, but you saw how many were drafted in the first round. Offensive linemen, there were just more, more players in the pool that, and that didn't help matters. Not that that's going to make the bad quarterbacks look worse and not get drafted as highly. But I, I think a lot of factors came into you know, players, um, you know, being driven down the draft board. Um, and, you know, a lot, a lot of people out there, too, that play this game of ours, this fantasy football game, <laughs> don't care about player evaluations. Like, they, they even say it. Well, I don't care. You know, I'm not looking at player evaluations, not watching tape. I don't, I don't complete. You don't need to compare players. You know, it's part of process. But, yeah, they're the ones out there talking about how bad the class is, which means the players in the class are bad, which is a, an evaluation of players. I mean, it's not just going by other people's consensus. I mean, they're sta- they're saying how bad the class is, and I mean, I think it's a little bit better than than everyone's saying. But the NFL draft showed us, and we already knew the wide receivers. There was a big group of wide receivers we've been watching, and um, I think more of them will hit than what John said. I, I realize, you know, there's a, a a rule there, a law of averages. They can't all possibly hit, but I think I think many of the right ones were pushed up in our rookie drafts and, and you know a lot most of the right ones are being drafted high you know I'm more I'm late good. round running back if there's I'd rather have injury away stashes on my back end of the roster rather than wide receivers that could take 2 to 3 years and then what do you do you're stuck are you going to keep holding them holding them holding them and then the day that you let them go is the day they blow up <laughs> typically so running backs there's a little clarity sooner and that's how I draft yeah, we'll I'm a say. little annoyed at the Patriots for taking two of those dudes and just <laughs> just deciding like you know either you got to pick both of them or neither of them. And I don't appreciate that. Uh, taking well, Pierre Strong and Kevin. I'd Harris. rather have them take somebody that wasn't a target of mine rather than take someone. <laughs> oh that God, I really yes. Liked. Like if they would have taken Traylon Burks, I would have just probably. <laughs> I would have died. I'm glad the Titans yep. got him. You know what they're doing with Derek King? Are they trying to turn him into a slot receiver? Are they trying to uh, recreate uh, the the best tandem they had there at that position with converting a quarterback to a wide receiver? I mean, who knows? I'll tell you what, one of the funnest things about this class is when you, you know, you go to look up the college stats and you talk about when they broke out and you're like, oh, on his third sophomore season, um, he really, he really hit like, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm like, well, technically it's a senior year because it says it's a senior year, but he's been in college for 13 years. Like, that's incredible. (laughs) I, I love that COVID for that, just for that. And it's funny, it goes along with what Jeremy was talking about, about having all these different people eligible. But, you know, a lot of the shows, if you look 
at uh, at Twitter and you look at podcasts and everything, a lot of the discussion is that top part of the draft. You know, it's the the same players that they keep talking about, and that kind of is why I asked you, Katie, if there was somebody that you thought might rise. But but John, what about you? <clears throat> is there is there some players that that in typically in all these drafts that people are doing, I know Shane just did a draft with Scott Connor on his show where they started in the second round. Um, is there yeah. somebody in those later rounds that you like that maybe people should be looking at, or is it just really nothing? Because if it's really nothing, then we should just talk about something else then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's I like, even as bad as this class is, it, it does catch up eventually. Like, you know, we know that the 2023 first round is going to be just top to bottom better than the 2022 first round. But there's so much depth that it does start to catch up eventually somewhere like in the middle, late second round kind of. Um, the key is to still stay away from the quarterbacks. I mean, forget take them, taking them in the first round. There's there's honestly no reason to draft Malik Willis. There's no reason to draft Desmond Ritter. These guys are not getting on the field. They were drafted to be backups. So, you know, taking them at the end of the second round and feeling like you just stole a first round value at 210, uh, like that's you, you still wasted a pick. Uh, I, I would encourage people to still focus on, you know, the on, on somewhat on wide receiver definitely turn to the running back position right there um i you know i think you're probably gonna see james cook go in the first round a lot but um you know some of the other guys in that same that same range like rashad white and uh you know brian robinson like those are the type the type of guys you want to turn to kind of like later in the second round i mean i start doing it early in the second round. i start going running back right there and just take advantage of the fact that there's like, the, none of these guys are like slam dunk starters. In fact, most of them won't be starters at all uh, until, you know, the guy ahead of them gets hurt. But there's a lot of guys who are going to be, you know, part of a committee and one injury away from getting a kind of a feature type of role. I think uh, Willis is the only one. I was never really high on Malik Willis coming into this class. You know, we know knew a lot about the other quarterbacks before we knew Malik Willis, like Matt Corral, you know, for years, and Debbie, you know, Sam Howell. I mean, these were guys that were drafted pretty high. At one point, Sam Howell was drafted really high. Um, they were sought after. And then, you know, Willis came, came along, you know, a bit, a bit later. Like, people were aware of him a bit later than that. But I think he's the one guy out of that whole group of quarterbacks that, could develop that that could develop into a starter that I would not be surprised if he does that you know the thing with drafting him even even though he dropped and then he went to the Titans and you know whatever I didn't expect that he would start right away anyway um in the NFL that you know some seizing maybe maybe a year of that but I I still I'm not going to draft him in the first round but I think that's the guy that can be be the starter. I, I I haven't lost faith in him um, because of the, the the NFL draft. I he's still the same guy with all those tools and um, the athleticism. So I I hope I hope somebody becomes a starter in this class and it's not Pickett. But I mean I <laughs> I do I do think Willis is the guy if if one of these dudes pulls it off. And I hope Jeremy, I hope he does. How do you spell way, Jeremy? As in you lost your way. <laughs> W-E-I-G-H, as in I have too much. 
I weigh too much. <laughs> okay, well, you forgot the F. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's no F and way. <laughs> There's no F and way that Malik Willis is going to be anything other than a clipboard holder. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I believe I'm, in the kid. I will tell. That's that's right. right. Do we? No, have- I, I believe in the key, the kid. I think I think he will. I mean, you know, 50-50 chance, right? He, he does or he doesn't. No, I get what you're saying. That. And I know Shane, you're on that bandwagon now. You, the guy of before the NFL draft, who wanted him at 101. Yeah, right? because the NFL draft tells us something. If you don't incorporate that, the NFL, NFL draft, draft your- tells us a lot. You tell us nothing. You you wanted him at 101, <laughs> and then you don't want him at all. All right, I'm done. He's Good still enough. the same player, oh, no. dude. Wait, oh, he's where, still the same. Where did he go? He, <laughs> he went completely <laughs> the other direction on Malik That's Willis. That's a first. Day oh, and night. No. oh no! Oh <laughs> no! That was I've, fun. At least I've never seen that happen. That's, it, no, that's it, a new one. It's and that's throwing me off. Like, it's definitely now you guys first. just Irish exit on this show? That's, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, no F and way was a fun too. way to say it. I no, like that <laughs> no, there was no, no, no. This is definitely not. <laughs> we a, drafted Malik Willis at 101 in one of our drafts. Like we actually traded up to get the pick. Oh, man. And then the day, the day he didn't go in the first round, our boy was crying. I don't know what just happened. And John, no, this has never happened before. I just sent him a message saying, come back. He's oh, back. there he is. He's back. Okay, back. good. I'm, just, right. I'm upset about that 101. <laughs> now we're all in a different spot. I just wish the 101 would, would work out for us uh, with Malik Willis, Shane. I, I think I've, you know, it's just a sunk cost now. But I, it, I cry every time I see that we did that. Sorry, we got Kenny Pickett at 2 201. Matt, Matt Corral. Did we? We got Kenny Pickett in there, Jeff? <laughs> okay. I know. We, we wanted. We, we oh, we didn't draft Kenny got, Pickett? We oh. got Corral, yeah. I was just oh, busting no. your chops, man. Because, and it was because of the DFB draft where we got <laughs> We traded up and took him at 101. And I'm just as not happy about that. Believe me. I. Uh, all I want to say, Shane, Shane, what, the, what, the, 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 you took off. And one of the best parts of it was John was like, oh, is that what we do now here on the show? <laughs> 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 that's, a new, that's, a, that's a new bit. I wish it was like, I wish we were out. screaming because that would have been awesome. Dude. Oh, my God. I, I'm so glad that Katie and John were so, here to see we, that. Can we talk about some of these second round wide receivers? I, I was like, trying. Like, uh, let's see, a Wandella, Robinson, Ty Collins, <laughs> and who's the other fun one? Um, I'm sorry. Who else went in the second round that I didn't see coming? Oh, uh, I guess John Mechie. Yeah, um, I, I, in 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 one of the dra- I, look, I was going to ask you guys how many drafts you guys have already done. Um, me personally, I've only done one. I've finished one. Katie, how many drafts have you done already? I did two or three before the NFL draft, and I've done two since. I'm in two right now, plus a startup, and. Both of the ones that I'm doing are Debbie depleted, so it's not quite oh, okay. the same. Yeah, John, have you done any rookie draft yet? Yeah, I've I got I've done one of them so far, and uh, we started uh, the day after the draft ended. And I literally went into the the chat group and said, "If I have any draft picks, it's by accident." Uh-huh. So, <laughs> like, and and they're very much on the block. And like, I mean, I. I, I recognize that I just gave up all my trade leverage and I'm still just like, I don't care. Like, yeah. just come get these picks. Don't make me right. make these picks. The Shame. problem I have with this year, though, now, real quick, 
everyone's just giving up. Everyone's like, this class sucks. Take these picks. You can have them. That yep. doesn't prove shit to Thank me. You. you know what? And look, and I'm not a player scout, obviously, because um, I have Malik Willis at 101 before. <laughs> but <laughs> we, but we I think did. if you're going to make, did. if you're going to next year, anyone could pick a good player out uh-huh. of the next class. Because I listened to Katie and Chad's UTH mock draft uh, a couple weeks ago now. And just, yeah, every one of those players, I'm like, love him, love him, love him, <laughs> yeah. love him, yeah. love him, love him. Like, yeah, yeah. you're going to separate yourself in a draft like this. If you can hit on two or three guys out of this class when no one else does, you're really going to – it's going to pay dividends. So if you're not particularly good at player evaluation, fine. Or if you think mm-hmm. you have, you know, good luck, just get a bunch of picks and, and, and go at it or find someone that's really good at player evaluation and yeah. shows that they've hit you, in the past and just listen to it. them. You I just think, have I way more right. testosterone yeah. than I do. That's, I <laughs> no, that. because I look at it. Look, honestly, <laughs> hey, I know both of you guys. I'm not sure. It's it's kind of even. <laughs> if every, so next year is every girl at the dance is pretty. Every boy at the dance is handsome and also pretty. Nice. Right? Good analogy. Yeah. I, so Katie would do well in a draft like this because of all that – eval that she's already done she's right. familiar with these players before this draft shook out and so this would be a good draft for her to have picks in like you said because then she can differentiate herself from the people that are using uh, you know things other than what she has done to get to this point um, well, the same I'll things we all guys, have but i'll give you guys real life real life scenario you know that my name is the diva of debbie i'm in a rookie debbie draft right now uh-huh. and only i think 36 total Debbie in the league, or maybe it's 15, one or the other. And the rookies and the picks that I've had, like I had the 102 and the the person at 101 took a Debbie. I took Kenneth Walker at the 102. And I didn't even think twice. It's like, I'm going to take a guy that has second round draft capital to a decent spot. And I like his profile. I'm going to take him over any college player any day, all the time. And then at my next pick, I had some picks from trading. I had like the 105 or the 106 and Sky Moore was there over a Debbie. And I took Sky Moore over a Debbie because again, he's already done it. He's done what you want the Debbie players to do. And, and so again, I, and then later on I got um, Jahan Dotson and again, first round NFL capital. That's what you want from a Debbie. So why would you pass that up? Yeah, you might never get that again, for right. sure. Yeah. So as much as I love Debbie, I had three rookies that I took in the first round of that particular draft. And again, you've got to take what the board gives you. And it, it's the same whether it's a straight-up rookie draft. If you don't like the the spot, there's still people that will trade. But don't just sell out. Like Christian Watson is this year's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. <laughs> he's, he's pushed up the board because of his great landing spot in Green Bay and his draft capital. And that's going to confuse people that just look at the helmet. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, we've talked about Debbie for a long time on here, and I'm not a big fan of it. I'd rather have somebody that's already there. I love the answers that you just gave about the p- players you picked, even in a Debbie one. Shane, the reason I mentioned, I asked everybody why is because I've only actually <laughs> done one 
draft. And it, like John, it started the day after the draft. But but three of the players you mentioned, John Mechie and Wandale Robinson, I, I ended up taking them in the third round of the draft that I was in. And oh, I love it. I love that in the third round. They just they just all feel like this year's, and they, it's not obviously not stylistically, but uh, right. they just feel all feel like this year's Tutu Atwell's. To, and although I like John Mechie a little bit. Part of the reason I took Mechie was because I had Davis Mills on my roster, but I was wondering, I was wondering, uh, Katie, Shane wanted to talk about those guys. Those mid, the second round, or in my case, the third round, those wide receivers, you said, yeah, there's a lot of wide receivers, but in that range, in that tier, are there any of those guys that you like better or worse than like the list that Shane gave? Well, I would, I would rather have guys like uh, Tyler Algier or Keontae Ingram or Kevin, even Kevin Harris, who landed with the Patriots, his profile is outstanding. And if he gets a start in a three-week session because of some injury, he's a startable guy that can get you fantasy points, more, more reliable than that crapshoot wide receiver. That's, again, in the late second in third rounds of most rookie drafts, that's what I'm looking to do. I'm not looking to get a guy that I'm going to be hung up on for the next two to three years, waiting for them to possibly break out. And then to what? Again, it depends. I mean, I like John Mechie. I liked him in college. I think he was a great college player and he's a competitor, but I don't think he's going to be an alpha wide receiver. And then he's not a difference maker to me. John, you agree with that? I know we've already said that, yeah, you grab those running backs because they have a chance to play way quicker than some of these wide receivers. But when you're doing this draft, look, a lot of times Shane said, oh, yeah, trade for those 2023 picks. At this point right now, I think the majority of people are already realizing like, oh, shit, I need to hold on to my 2023s. So you're kind of stuck with the picks that you have right now. And if everybody's going to go for that, grab that second, third string running backs because we all know they're going to play in week 12, then we are kind of looking at that tier of wide receivers. So, John, well, do you- the other thing you could do is trade the pick for a guy like Hunter Henry. I did that in one of my drafts. <laughs> a guy like Brandon Cooks. I, I traded the 203 straight up for Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks will be getting traded for seconds his entire life, and then everyone will be surprised <laughs> yeah. that he's right, a, but, a top 24 wide receiver every year. Again, yeah, again. But every you'd year. You'd be surprised yeah. at how many people overvalue that 203 to, you know, even to the late second, early third. You don't know unless you ask. Yeah. So if the other team has a player that you like, that can help you more than what you think the rookie can trade it, trade them straight up. It just seems to me with the amount of podcasts that are out there with the amount of experts that are on Twitter with everybody crapping all over this draft class, it seems to me that eventually it's going to be harder and harder and harder to get out of the draft. So that's kind of why I'm asking about the players that are there, because if you can't make that trade, yes, you you were able to do it, but there's a lot of people that seem to not be able to make that trade. If you can't make that trade, you have to make some kind of decisions with the players that are there. Mm-hmm. So, and when Shane said, let's talk about those guys in that second round and stuff, that's why I'm just wondering, is there people, for the people that are listening, is there some people that they should try to uh, look for over others? That's all. How are you feeling about... Um, mm-hmm. 
and I loved him before the combine and I knew he was going to be slow. I just didn't know he was going to be like walking slow. <laughs> David Bell. Walking um, slow stuff. I would, if he was, if he, was draft, Landry. <laughs> if he made it into the second round, I'd be drafting him over Christian Watson this year, yeah. but because I'm yeah. you know also a fool for um, spectacular man athletes, I'm going to draft <laughs> Watson over him, but Bell with his third round draft capital. Like I have no problem taking him at like two Oh three, two Oh four now. Oh yeah. I don't know yeah, about you guys. Yeah. I think that's a great yeah. place. Yeah, he went to a good spot. I mean, really, he did. A place that needs some wide receivers, so there's an opportunity for him to – I wouldn't be surprised if he became one of the three starters quickly on that team. Now, not probably a ton of volume in the Browns' offense, but just the fact that he does that, um, it's that's a good value that, to, that you're getting a starter at the top of the second round. Well, um, here's, here's what I'd say, and to help answer your question, Mike, as well as round this out – if you've got the 204 or the 208 or whatever that second round pick is mm-hmm. and you have to make a pick, just take your best shot and, and take somebody that you like. And that's okay. At the end of the day, just everybody's got to take the players that they believe in. There, there are some decent profiles in there. The biggest mistake, though, is just don't trade up. Yeah, Don't trade up unless you're going to go to the 101 or the 102 I would not advise trading up in this class. Do not spend extra capital. There's so many wide receivers that you put them in a bag, shake them up and spit them out. They're going to be so similar from the 103 to the like 209. There's a bunch of them that you don't know. Years from now, we can look back and say, oh, my goodness. John Mechie was the biggest steal of the draft. But could be. The, the point is don't spend extra draft capital to marginally move up for a guy that is just a boom bust profile like everybody else. Yeah. I've seen that in a lot of second rounds where people are like, Oh my guys on the board, let me, let me trade up to you. And I'm like, all right, I'll take several shots in the second because just because I like David Bell doesn't mean I expect him to do well just because I like our like is a really strong word. Maybe I like Rashad white at that spot. Um, but you know what I mean? I'd rather have those two shots in the second and, and honestly in the first, for the most part too, like Katie said, unless you can get the one oh one, I have moved up into the first in a couple spots where I was like, okay, sky Moore, Jahan Dotson's on the board and there's no other wide receivers with either first round draft capital left or that great of a landing spot and second round capital. So I'll try it. Probably not the best, but I'll usually, if I can do it, I'll mitigate it, but using this class as the ammo, not not another year. I, I even traded up in one of my drafts. Um, I had the 111, so I was contending team, and the guy that was on the board at 106 offered me my 111 plus a future second to move up, and Traylon Burks was on the board, and I was like, absolutely, 100%. I will do that every day. See, the only other thing I would say about that when you were talking about uh, trading, you know, when you say take the other shots, if there is somebody that you like, if everybody says that this draft sucks, you know, so if you have a couple extra thirds or whatever and you don't think that you're going to even take any shots and there is somebody that you like on the board, then maybe say, hey, I'll give you my thirds just to get out of it. I mean, some people will do it that way, you know? (laughs) 
Right, but I've seen people paying a 23 first to move oh, up. Oh, yeah, no, no, into, no, no. No, I'm just That's saying. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't a want third to is that. nothing in any right. class. I don't care what class. A third is, is a pimple. Yeah, And like John was saying, it. eventually it kind of uh, becomes just but like every other I'm saying don't spend any, any real draft capital right. moving up. Unless yeah. you're moving up for a for a stud. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Jeremy has to leave. Uh, he's got, got a family guys. thing, so he's saying goodbye. So, bye, Jeremy. Thanks. Yep. Uh, uh, thanks, guys. Bye, Jeremy. Diva, thanks, John. Thanks. thanks. Now, uh, now, if you <laughs> quit, there, if you leave, are we gonna all end up? Uh, I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it running. I'm okay, just gonna good. mute it. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. Have fun. Good right. seeing you guys. See you later. Um, thanks. Yep. Take care. Bye. Bye. Guys. Um, it's just, it's just, to me, it's always interesting because look, we, we say stuff like, oh, this draft class sucks. And then we say, oh, this draft class is great, but it's all speculation. Like how many play, but you say that, but it's not, it's not based on wild speculation. It's based on like actual years uh, of production profile. But I understand that. But so how many people, so then how many people hit last year? I don't mean to interrupt you, Shane. I was just trying to finish the sentence I was saying. How many people from last year's (laughs) rookie class are somebody that you really want this year? That's all. I I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was trying to finish my sentence. (laughs) A a rookie class is not found out in one year. Well, I know. Yeah, but people act like it is though. No, okay, but okay. so, So if you go historically, right? Right. There's a reason that we say players that fall in these buckets hit it this um, this level because they have because it's shown it's it's documented over time. So when we're like, this is why we care about things like breakout age and dominator rating and market share and uh, receiving yards per uh, pass. You know what I mean? All the different metrics that we keep. We look. That's why we have these metrics. And that's why we're looking for those players that fall in those buckets. The other thing that makes this suck is just the it, like it's the ma- the makeup of the class. Like I said at the beginning, it's you you have to have quarterbacks and running backs because those are those are scarce positions and you know, we're uh, especially at running back, we're about to lose this 2017 class. Like they're getting close to that usage cliff, that age cliff, whatever it is that you that you go off of. We kind of we need a refresh here at running back and this class doesn't provide that. Like we got you know one one bell cow type of guy we got a a you know a workhorse type of you know feature back in Kenneth Walker i think james cook could be you know he could take on more than half of the workload in buffalo that's kind of it you know and it so that like that's kind of what we're looking for is is help at those scarce positions Every one of these wide receivers could hit, and it's still a bad class. Yeah. Just because, like, that doesn't do us any good. It's like taking a piss in the ocean. Like we, it, like nothing really changed. There's still now. There's instead of a million wide receivers, there's a million and you know five wide receivers. Yeah. And Katie, I agree with what you said. I know it's only one year, but th- look, there's a lot of us out there that pay attention to all this stuff. But there's a giant percentage of the people that play fantasy that don't see a lot of that and they all just want that instant gratification they want that player to break out and hit right now and if they don't they're disappointed or upset a lot of people don't have the patience to sit around and wait two or three seasons you know right so if if you if you want to draft jameson williams because you think he's the wide receiver one of this class i would not disagree with you 
but that's going to be down the road eventually. He won't have an early breakout more than likely because he's coming off of an injury, a pretty serious one. And so if you're an impatient owner, don't touch the dude. Mm. Let him go. Take somebody else. But what's funny is that is the, the worst of us, and I do it in some spots too, but the worst of us, we never learn that about ourselves. No. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I know at tight end, I make this mistake every year. I go, that dude is a physical freak. I'm taking him in the rookie draft. And three months down the road when he's getting no starting snaps, no playing time, I go, I, I don't want him. Then. I don't want him on my roster. I've already forgotten him. I've already moved on to the next sexy tight end that's a physical god that's never going to break out it's funny too because we've been like john you made the comment earlier about how long we've been doing this we've been doing this for you know close to five years but we say it all the time get those uh third fourth string running backs because in week 12 those guys might play yeah but i just did a draft and i had five picks i mean granted they were all in the third and fourth round but i didn't end up taking any running backs you, you went know? all wide receiver yeah, damage, up, right? because, but they, <laughs> the way they fell to me i just kept taking the wide receiver instead even though i know we say that all the time you know yeah you know why? Nope. there's there's also gotcha. just a there's a, there's a roster build uh-huh. that that we're kind of going for and like so i i get dms where people send me their roster and, and, you know, kind of ask for some advice, like who, who are some guys I should be trying to move off of every damn one of them somehow has Quintez Cephas. <laughs> like, I don't know how I, that happens. I do. I have him on a lot of rosters. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we all do. Like he's on, he's on every roster. He's the only one where there's 12 copies of him in <laughs> yeah. every league. But, like everybody has Quintez Cephas, but like they always have this like deep group of wide receivers. And I'm like, how many can you start? Oh, just one. Okay, so when is Quintez Cephas ever getting into your lineup? Yeah. You know, so like wide receiver depth <laughs> is just not even worth the time. And again, that's that's kind of what this class is doing to us is just trying to force us to load up even more on players who really aren't going to get into our lineups unless they hit in a massive, massive way. This is the kind of class where the more you drink – the prettier and sexier the class looks and you make up things in your head as to why you need that yeah. particular player. And then it's on. Look, I, I, I've been single for a while and I'll admit it on the dating apps, right? Like I'm definitely like, all right, well, so she's got a mole on both of her eyes. I mean, that's, you know, she's got a nice smile. I mean, yeah, people are missing, but you know, I don't believe She's positive. You. you. You're, you're not. <laughs> She's well, got oh nice my God. Yeah. I, I, hey, you know, you know I like your dog. So our brains, <laughs> our brains are trained to, when we think upside, our brains are automatically yeah. are trained to think wide receiver over running back, right? Yeah. Because you're like, oh, one, one 50 yard reception. And like, we don't bake in the probability of something happening. Cause if we just baked in the probability, suddenly those running backs look a lot sexier, but yeah. for some reason we love throwing like the word upside gets used this at this time more than any goddamn time yeah. in the history of time. And I hate it cause it's used wrongly most of the time. <laughs> cause I'll be like, Oh, I love John Metchie's upside. And I'm like, I don't think you know what that means. Like I truly yeah. don't think you know what that means. If you use those two, you use John Metchie and upside in the same <laughs> Like that's no, they don't plug in together. It's, no. And it's, it's upside and it's career expectancy. Like those are the two things. And both of those are misused because mm. again, I mean, these, these running backs, the fact that they do have a short shelf life 
I I hate running backs. They annoy the hell out of me, but it's because they do. You know, you're you're generally getting they average three years. Yeah. Is is their that's their average career? Look at length. the short shelf life of Michael Carter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is funny too because there's a lot of rookies from last year that even though we say this draft class sucks, when they were getting drafted, people were like, "Oh, well, that guy's done now from last year," you know. So there's a, but those were the people that were taking the pot shots on on different players, you know. It, it is funny. I did want to say. Katie, you were saying don't take any of these quarterbacks and everything. In that draft that I told you that I did do, in the sixth round, because it was a six-round draft, I ended up taking Carson Strong in the sixth round. <laughs> I actually I love like, that. But there was nothing else to do. And I was like, you know what? He's still sitting there. What if something weird happened and it's a quarterback? That's a, that's a good place to take a backup quarterback. <laughs> it was 606. <laughs> And at some point, Gardner Minshew probably moves on to another starting role, at least like as a bridge type guy. Yeah. And I just uh, like that's that's this this is what we're we're talking about. I do the same thing with Carson Strong. I'll do it forever. Like I'll make up scenarios for days <laughs> where Carson Strong just kind of comes on because everybody else is hurt, and all of a sudden he's Peyton Manning part part two. Like I I I can I can tell myself that story forever. And that was kind of what I was doing. I was like, oh, my God, it's a 606. He's still there. I, I pre-drafted three picks before it. I was hoping I would still get him. <laughs> I love Katie's face right there. <laughs> so, Shane, we did have some trades on here. But, you know, most of the time the trades are about these next year picks. And I think everybody in the room is going to agree with the next year's picks. So, um <laughs> If there was any other questions you wanted to ask Katie or John, go ahead and ask him. And if not, I think we'll wrap this all up. I just, I want to know what it feels like to be the super flex dude when there's no super flex to be had. <laughs> oh, it's awful. It's awful. Like you can't yeah. go quarterback X in this class. I mean, you could, you yeah. could, if you really wanted to stay on brand, I'm just saying. And just corner the market on career backups. Exactly. Essentially. There you yeah. go. Give me Sean Mannion while we're at it. <laughs> And Katie, you know, we always love you with the Diva Debbie. Is there anything, any player, just some kind of little teeny thing that we didn't talk about today that somebody should look at? Or is it really just nothing? In the early first round of rookie drafts, take your shot at the best boom bust wide receiver profile that you like. Uh And then either if you can't trade the picks for veterans or for futures, even the 24 class, if they've got available 24 (laughs) picks, 24 class is looking pretty good already. Um, But otherwise just take your best shot. Katie knows we're in leagues where 24 picks have been traded and maybe we might've done a trade that involved 24 picks. (laughs) You two guys. (laughs) Look, I'm, I'm a pragmatist, right? You know, if I try to shoot my shot on all the 23s and everybody's like, no, I'm like, all right, well, that's not the last year of existence. I don't think that's the end of the Mayan calendar. So let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a, I'm actually in one of my leagues where they give you all the way to the 25th. So we have 25 uh, picks already still too. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, 
We really appreciate you guys being here. I know we were going to do a draft. I believe, um, unfortunately, Jeremy had to leave for family thing, but I believe we are going to be doing a draft next week or maybe the week after. So I know both of you guys are going to be coming here, except Katie, you'll be in LA next week. So we'll make sure it's the week after. So um, (laughs) we'll move it just so that we can have you here. Because I mean, look, uh, that one draft that we had, we had, we, what did we break? Like almost an hour or 45 minutes of our draft just to discussing that whole thing about quarterbacks with uh with rich and everything so it'll be fun if we do something so um we never did properly introduce either one of you guys at the beginning of the show so if you guys want to tell everybody where they can find you katie why don't you be first (laughs) sure thanks uh so you can find me on under the helmet we have weekly podcasts i'm also on the draft strategy shows and the debbie shows that are uh, behind the paid uh, curtain wall but you can find my work there. I'm also going to be on the Debbie Summit as well as uh, there's a, a potathon. There's a couple of charity events coming up in third weekend of May, second weekend of May. I'm sorry, I don't, but you'll see me tweet them. I'm on Twitter at FF underscore Schuyler 399, and you'll see me tweet and retweet those. So come on and hang out with us. That'd be great. Awesome. We love having you here and, and, Go check her out if you haven't already, but everybody already pretty much has. John, what about you? <laughs> At Swagzilla Zero G. No. Where, <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> what, where, what just where happened? Where is Swags, by the way? Wasn't he supposed uh, he, to? He was, yeah, yeah. But like you said, with everything that happened, uh, things got changed. And he'll be here next, or not next week, Katie, the week after. But uh, He heard that we were going to be talking about quarterbacks and said, well, that's a very short conversation. I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but he'll be with us in two weeks. (laughs) They don't believe in quarterbacks up in Detroit anymore. Uh, All right. At Superflex Dude, (laughs) Superflex Super Show, Superflex Super Fridays, most Fridays, not not this one, obviously, but most Friday nights uh, on the DLF YouTube channel. And uh, I rank both Superflex and now Cornerstone for DynastyLeagueFootball.com. So this uh, this is as far into... Devi is I'm going to be able to get uh, and um, because we rank the uh, it's the the last rookie class, the current rookie class and next year's rookie class. So I'm uh, I'm really pushing my my Devi knowledge with that. Uh, and uh, yeah, listening to Katie even more than I already was. <laughs> That's awesome. And John, you mentioned it at the beginning that you got to be me for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. I've thanked you for that uh, for a few years because that was a really bad time in my family's life, but I appreciated you then and I've always appreciated you now. So, Oh, likewise, brother. No, that was, it was, it was fun. It, uh, it's easy to complain about Shane, but man, these guys make it fun. So <laughs> hey, listen. You, you've got the you've got the dream job. I love doing it with these guys, but Shane, you you like ditching us. That was a, that was definitely a first. I you know I, I do a lot of editing on this show, and but I've never had to edit a moment when Shane took off. So Shane, I'm glad you came back, and now that you're here, tell everybody about our Patreons. <laughs> you're muted. He didn't leave. He's still here. You're muted. I'm on mute. I'm on mute. No, yeah, I talked about that earlier. Um, it, it's funny because every podcast I go on, people are like, "You're not going to Twitter as much anymore," and I'm like, "No," because I'm usually just in my patron. Yeah, uh, our patron. Because, well, frankly, I'd rather talk to those folks than random twitos. Um, so join our patron. Obviously, the group me chat. 
uncensored episodes of this podcast, bonus podcasts, uh, written content, and a bunch of other stuff, swag and whatnot. It, it, it is 100% true what he's saying. If you do miss him sometimes on Twitter, you will never miss him in the Patreon chat because he is always there, no matter what. And if he's not there, if you just say at Shane, he'll jump in. Kind of like me. If it says at Michael, that's when I get to jump in a lot of times. But uh, uh, but yeah, hey, listen, we're very happy you guys joined us. Thank you so much um, uh, for our listeners. Go check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on uh, iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Dynasty Trades HQ. I don't know what Shane's looking at smiling because he's already moved on to something else. Uh, also, we have some stuff on YouTube. I don't know how this video is going to work because it's being recorded right now and Jeremy left. So the video is recorded <laughs> on his computer. So even after we all leave, uh, it'll still be recording on his computer. So, uh, But uh, check us out next week. Katie, I promise you, I'll have Jeremy move the draft two weeks so that you can be here. So have a safe trip to California. We love you guys all, and thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Unmute, John. Unmute, John. Oh, yeah. Yeah, bye, everybody. <laughs> Say goodbye, Shane. <laughs> goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Shane. <laughs> goodbye, Shane. <laughs> it is so funny that I always have to tell people, unmute, unmute, unmute. <laughs> I, this was I never have that problem other than on this show. Like, I don't know if it's just like a cultural thing. It's in the water here or something. I don't know. <laughs>